Welcome to the Knockout Podcast, episode two. Uh, got it. We're here with Grady Haas, aka Lance. Yes. And Camelia Brennan. Did I say your last name, Camelia, right? You sure did. Oh, good. Hello. <laughs> and Joseph Arthur. Hello. This is a podcast about about a podcast. It's a podcast about making music, independent music. And in 2022, and just all that that entails, whatever. It's about whatever we want. It's just a few people hanging out on a semi-regular basis and shooting the breeze. What's going on? How you doing, Grady? Lance? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm digging the psychedelia, man. Oh, yeah? That looks fantastic. <laughs> it looks good back there, man. <laughs> so how do you want to be referred to in this podcast, man? How should we refer we to you? We could do Grady. Like, yeah, you're a man like Bob Dylan. You have uh, a couple names. Yeah, man, we got a couple Nothing names. Wrong with couple... that. Bob yeah, Dylan has a... So uh, your what stage you name... But should we start again? You don't want to reveal the stage name factor, or does it matter? It doesn't matter, right? I, hey, I'm following your uh, your lead, man. So whatever right, you want to do, you, you got the flashing any... lights. <laughs> You're good. I'm following your lead, man. I'm mesmerized. Great, Grady Haas is a country artist. He's from Philly. He's uh, he's doing country music. Uh, he's here out here in Arizona. He's a good friend of mine, and. Uh, yeah, and he's joining us on the podcast. We're just—he's been helping me. Yesterday, we shot a video for Mass Formation Psychosis. I mean, actually, no, it's called Mass Formation Blues. I toned down the title <laughs> to get, to garner less hatred. <laughs> Mass Formation Blues has a better ring to it, and it's a bit of a blues song. So, yeah, we did the video at his sister Barb's house, and Anna Sophia and my little baby were involved. Doris, and it was great. We did it to a green screen, and we haven't started editing it yet. But that's our plan tonight, after the podcast. So that was good times, man. It was it was it punk rock from the your inception of the song, the way you wrote it, yeah. the way we recorded it, man. It was it was guerrilla style, man. It was awesome, guerrilla style, and uh, the videos guerrilla style. Lance and Doris were setting up the house. They moved all this stuff out of the way. They brought lights, and it's just like. The creative spirit of getting of starting to just do creative motion and other people fall in with that. You know, you it's it's um, it's good to do. It's good to start because you can't fathom um, who's going to fall in line behind you in support because people are attracted to creative energy. It's good energy. So yeah. it's like. I don't know this. I think largely what this podcast is about is about trying to encourage creativity and encourage people to get over stumbling blocks. So that's kind of the point of saying that is, uh, yeah, just that it's an example of um, when um, Camelia and I started doing like, oh, let's do a regular weekly release. You know, now it's leading to making a video. Now it's leading to this. And then. You know, Mark Crispin Miller wants to put this song on his sub stack because I sent it to him. So it's like things will start unfolding. And it's just like that's kind of what this podcast is about, too. It's kind of like capturing the small beginning and seeing how it evolves and sort of doing weekly reports of that evolution and kind of keeping people um, inside the story of it. So there you go. But what, I, what's, 
I love yeah. it, man. I love the process, no matter what it is. So I love it. And I've been yeah. watching you go through your process of getting these new songs ready, man. It's cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And now you're somebody who does that all the time. You're working on an album right now. You actually just went to a fancy steakhouse and had some photos taken. <laughs> yeah, What's going on? What's going on in your process? Uh, it's well, first of all, you can hear me. Okay. Right. I don't have the fancy microphones like you have, man. Yeah, like, you can hear, you can I can hear, hear me. Okay. Just fine. It's okay. Just absolutely fine. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um, yeah, yeah. well, Hey, just trying to finish up this record that I've been working on. You know, I started, you know, recording it with the band, uh, back East and, um, and during the last couple of years, I moved out here and, and, uh, just been finishing up the loose ends and getting this done, re-recording some tunes mixing them mostly myself uh, a guy back east drew tarasano he engineered the record so he he mixed a couple of tunes he wanted to stab at it so just finishing it up man doing the thing mastering and all that and trying to get the artwork now while, while i'm at it so while i'm in the final stages of mixing and and mastering i'm just trying to get the artwork wrapped up and you know trying to do it all myself you know how it is yeah. but um just you know when it comes to the artwork, I wonder how you, 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 how you view it. It's like by this part of the process, as you know, uh, you, you just get so inside of your album. And so when you start thinking about the artwork, I'm a visual person too. I consider myself an artist, so to speak, but sometimes visualizing the album art, man, it's difficult. I'm just so inside of it. So Doris came up with some ideas, like you said, the, we went to this super vibey Italian steakhouse that's known Durant Durant's named after Jimmy Durant. And it's been, <laughs> it's been established since the fifties. It's downtown Phoenix, old school Italian restaurant. It feels like mobsters are hanging out. It's $80 steaks, $80 steaks. And it was worth it. Fantastic. Um, you enter the back. You, it's cool, man. You enter the back of the restaurant. Uh, uh, the, uh, you enter through the back of the restaurant through the kitchen. So you're waving to the, the prep cooks as you're going. And then you walk into this like red dungeon of vibe. That's just killer. So I love the photographs we got, but you know how it is, man. It's like, it's vibey. It's cool. Um, and so not completely set on it. So we're going to try to, do another photo shoot next week somewhere else but oh, uh, really great steak and send me the time. photos i thought the photos look cool they look super cool yeah now you're going for kind of a country thing like old school country kind of uh outlaw country christopherson willie sure. nelson johnny cash yeah. that type of situation what's leading you in that direction what's leading me is um uh you know I've been a rock and roll guy my whole life. And I grew up on country music because my dad was a North Carolina guy and, and he loved country music. And that's all I heard around the house. Well, dad passed away, you know, six years ago now, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. But the, the year or two leading up to him passing away, um, he had Alzheimer's um, when he was declining really bad. Um, I was back east at the time and he was retired out here in Arizona. Um, I just started listening to country music. And as a way to remember my dad, and it just was very nostalgic of my childhood of all the old legends. And, and, uh, and I just started, just started writing 
the songs. Like it, it actually came pretty effortless for me. And uh, with rock and roll, I always write with the band as you could probably, I don't know, you, you, uh, you, I don't know what your process is. I imagine you always write all of your songs, but when I was in a rock and roll band, I, I would write at rehearsal with the band. Like those oh, yeah, guys. I've done all that. Yeah, you've done that too. And, done that uh, too. That's a great way to go about it. That's that's a great way to. It takes a lot of load off, doesn't it? Um, but it's uh, fun. With, it's fun. But country music, I, I'm able to write it, you know, um, easier, uh, quote unquote. It just it's just uh, it comes more naturally, is what I mean. And um, and I just bring it to a band. They they add their their love, and there you go. Um, now, Camelia, she's down there in Nashville, Tennessee, or just around there in the outskirts. And mm. that's a place where Lance likes to go, actually, a.k.a. Grady. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina also. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. what? I'm from North Carolina. Oh, what, what part? Uh, Raleigh-Durham. Raleigh. So my dad was from Glendon, North Carolina. That's like smack dab in the middle, little, little tiny town. Aww. like still tiny one little post office rural i think it's about two hours southwest of raleigh oh okay southwest yeah raleigh dead center oh hold on i'm declining to call Uh-oh. somebody's calling in i should have put it on airplane mode sorry guys that's okay um, it's, it's raining like crazy out here i don't know if it's raining over there in apache junction but out here in tempe it's raining like you would not believe really yeah. It's now, Camelia, now Camelia is helping me release all this stuff. That's why we started this podcast, because we were like, hey, let's just like frame the story in a podcast. Seems like a very mm-hmm. 2022 thing to do. You know, so she's the one kind <laughs> of like, I don't know, a, a big engine of uh, this new this latest push to get my music back out there. So that explains well, I, you, you've told me a little bit about like what you guys have in the works. And it sounds like that's the it's a cool, it's a cool little path you're going down. I think it's smart, especially yeah, because, knowing, you know, what, what you've yeah. been going through the last two years and you re-racking, rerouting. And I love What's it. What's that? Have I gone through something special in the last couple of years? Well, you know, you know, just a couple of birthdays, you know, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing out of the ordinary the last nothing couple of really years. Crazy, I can no. think of no, just, just business as usual just kind of taking a little time off and then you know <laughs> why is something has somebody been saying something <laughs> you know camille that was the uh, first thing i ever said to joe um when we met what was it last year it feels like i've known you now forever dude it's like we've only we're known real good friends we're real good friends for uh the amount of time that we've known each other and i mean yeah you know grady is the type of guy like Okay, when my stuff all came from storage, he helped me move it into a U-Haul storage space. Like, I mean, like serious friendship. Uh, he he teaches me how to be a better friend, honestly. And I'm not just blowing smoke. Like even yesterday, making the video, just like him and Therese setting up the scene there, just like had nice lights out and just. I mean, that's just like touching when you find friends like that that are just like, oh yeah, we're jazz, we're getting behind, you know. Like, may you all be blessed to find friendship like that, you know, but I, I do also think and just to encourage creativity in other people that that, that if you bring your creative spirit, that you will attract that kind of helpful energy, you know, but anyway, keep going what you were saying, Grady. I agree. Um, what was I saying? Um, when we met. 
Oh yeah, yeah, Camelia. That was the first thing I. Uh, oh, we were laughing about what have you been going through for the last two years? You know, not, yeah. nothing serious. You know, uh, so I, I reached out to Joe last summer about. Um, I used to be the vocal director for a, a Bowie um, a tribute for David Bowie um, back in Philadelphia, and uh, for the last, we've been doing it for six years, so seven, um, and. The, uh, the last few few Bowie uh, concerts that we've done, I kept wanting to reach out to Joe. And I was like, I was a fan of his music, thought he was a cool guy. And and I was like, man, he's got to do this. There's, there's He's got to be a Bowie fan. And he's right in New York. This this is a no brainer. So I reached out to him and it turns out we got a hold of each other. And the first thing I said to him, long story short, was, uh, hey, man, I, I, I respect and love that you put yourself out there with the trying times we're in and uh i i think it's fantastic that you're not afraid to speak and and all that sort of thing so i just want to come come full circle on that on that conversation there that was the first thing i ever said to him um but um and ever since then i remember you said it too at the end of that conversation you're like yo man i feel like i've known you forever and because we talked about <laughs> two hours on the phone at that, that time yeah we did we- <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah. um Hey, speaking of Nashville, um, Camelia, I'll be down there in September um, playing Americana Fest. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing uh, D's Country Lounge on the 17th and uh, the five spot uh, on Wednesday, the 14th. Oh, awesome. So I don't know what you're doing and, and all that kind of stuff. I know you're probably a busy girl, but um, but we'll be we'll be down there. I have a full, uh, qu- not quite a full band on Wednesday, but. Uh, a four piece and then I got a three piece on Saturday at D's. So if awesome. you're out and about. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll definitely be out and about. My um oh, I work in vinyl manufacturing right now and my my boss will be in town. Um so I've already agreed to go go up to the big city. I actually haven't gone to like Nashville proper that much since we've been here because I'm just oh. out here doing trying to learn how to garden and stuff. Good for you. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's a better plan. She's That's researching better- chicken coops right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Um, well, this this is a complete aside, but when we first moved here, my boyfriend No such got thing on this podcast. <laughs> everything's everything's front page news. <laughs> well, we, so we moved down here from Brooklyn, and then like a couple months after we moved down here, my boyfriend got hit by a car in Nashville. Oh, my and God. And so then I was just like, I'm just not going into any cities anymore so i can't go for a while but then i didn't um, know that yeah well he got his foot was run over but he was completely fine so just fyi if your foot gets run over sometimes it's it's pretty resilient so that was the takeaway there but um it was really bizarre um the car like kind of stopped and then sped up after him and we got pictures of it and everything but um the police didn't care so such as thank god for steel steel toe (laughs) boots man wow Be careful. Be careful out there. (laughs) Now that one foot man, he's responsible for mastering all of our releases. He should call it one one foot, one foot mastering. Yes. All right. I'm going to sing a little of this song. Mass formation psychosis has people marching in line. Saying yes to questions that never make it in their mind. The media twisting wires to make connections 
that aren't there And disconnect the others The ones that show you how to care Mass formation psychosis at war With voices of dissent To blur out God's connections Making sure you sinners don't repent Fractured frames of thinking Implanted by a box Digital images dancing, making your head a box of rocks. Sing it with me, Lance. Mass formation psychosis is the death of us all. If we don't raise our voices, we're all gonna fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you gonna do about it? How are you gonna get away? What you gonna do about it? You're afraid to say what you need to say. Transformation psychosis Dust and chaos in the air Never mind the facts now We will fill you with despair Get in the evil chain You are made of clay Hand shaping your brain, telling you what to say. Mass formation psychosis is the death of us all. If we don't raise our voices, we're all gonna fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you gonna get away? What you gonna do about it? You're afraid to say what you need to say. Don't be afraid of what you need to say. That's the what next, you gonna do about it? How you gonna get away? I just saw another video with Matt uh, Matthias Desmond, who's the mass formation. I guess I could say it because I already said it. So if YouTube's gonna censor saying mass formation psychosis, isn't that wild? We live in a world where, I mean, dude, like, dude and dudette. It's like, I mean, 
three years ago, can you imagine being in a public forum speaking and going like, oh, I better not say this because this gets censored. It's like, that's the weird turn that I, I don't care what side of this debate you're on. It's like, that should alarm you. Should alarm that, you. that should alarm you it's like that's alarming free speech and i was talking on uh my radio show tnt radio the, uh the head lawyer for the julian assange people that were visiting julian assange richard roth and he he's from he's on the left he's in you know super left i seemed like very left when i talked to him or just on the left i don't know but he's saying we were agreeing on everything not that i, I identify as right or left really i think right, those right. are all just tools of division you know and neither one is without fault you know so sure, it's like sure. but but uh he was saying the same thing like the main concern should be people should be protecting the first amendment so anyway yeah, so, but Matthias Desmet was talking. I saw him on a YouTube clip or somewhere. I forget where. Oh, on Twitter. And he was talking about how ultimately um, totalitarianism is short-lived because it sort of just dissolves itself. And he says the people that resist it are basically evolving in their consciousness in order to yeah. resist it, basically. And so eventually, as long as they keep speaking out, that will keep any kind of violent retribution at bay and they ultimately evolve to a point where they overcome totalitarianism and drifts away it eats itself so that's the good news well it's a non-violent way of saying no uh, i'm i'm not gonna watch what i say you know right. it, it's a, it's a, it, it is a symbol of strength to not fear it right it is it's grueling though it really it's grueling is. and it's weird. It is. It's it's <laughs> yeah. odd. Like you said, it doesn't matter what we're talking about uh, and whether we agree or not. We should be able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that and, simple. Uh, it's that simple. Yeah. What do you think, Camelia? Well, I think there's just so much self-censorship going on, especially in the arts. And it's really unfortunate because, I mean, people are put in a position where they have to pick their battles. So even if someone is really pro free speech, they're just not going as hard in the paint with, they're still monitoring. They're still thinking like, will this get me kicked off YouTube? Will this like offend this person? And I think just that level of thinking about what you're saying in a way that almost makes it just not, not true to you anymore. And it, I think that just weighs on people like it, it's really bad for you, I think, to, yeah. <laughs> to just not be saying what's on your mind. And, but especially when creating art and stuff like that, it's, it's really unfortunate. And I think that's the worst thing is not like the YouTube stuff, but like just what that's done to people with self-policing in their day-to-day -day life um, and self-censoring. Yeah. Great. Well, even before this podcast, I was talking to um, Grady and just saying like, Hey dude, we're not going hard in the paint about like all the stuff because we want to stay on YouTube. I mean, literally just right. had that conversation right. like an hour ago, you know, like, Hey dude, tone it down a notch. <laughs> and that's me <laughs> saying that, you know, I had a lady in New York saying like, she was talking to an artist who might come, I might get to interview um, on my TNT show. And she was like, Oh, it's so funny, but, uh, one of the sort of codes of what side they're on is are you a friends of joseph arthur and i was like are you kidding 
like and if they are then that means that they're like you know think one way i, I mean i'm i'm blows blown away to like hear that i mean i don't know what to think of that it's kind of weird but like you know like it's insane is what it is it's insane it's it's hard to believe because i don't like walk around thinking that anybody's thinking anything of me to be honest especially yeah. especially lately I'm like yeah. I, my ego i this has been a, a humbling last couple years i will say and that that part is good i mean ultimately it's good to be humbled you know it just is it's good medicine it's not it fun it's not fun. It ain't a party. Uh oh, somebody's yeah. trying to call you again. I, I um, decline them. Thank God. Look at you, Mister Popularity. Um, you know what I mean? So, well, I I can see why. Come on, you're good looking. You're a tall drink of water over there, Mister. Oh Jesus. Boss. No, but so, you know, it's just yeah. It's it's good to be humbled. It's good to be humbled. It's good to sort of because that brings you to God, basically. Like you, you really don't have any other avenue to go so it just takes you into your spirit it takes you into places where you evolve in other ways and it's nothing anyone would voluntarily do at least not consciously i don't think because you'd rather just be like rolling in bank and going all over and not having a concern or a worry or a stress but that's not reality for all of us all the time or for any of us Oh, it's uh -huh. I, I agree with you. I, I, I've always looked at it the same way, Joe, where those humbling moments in life, whatever it is, um, that just strip you all the way down to your essence. In my I, I've always looked at it is it completely strips your ego away. Yeah. So your entertaining part of yourself just gets stripped away because you're dealing with whatever heavy situation and you're your humble self. You're your truly like it. You're very. uh sometimes distraught and confused in those places because you're 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 thinking about your your situation yourself but it, it strips away all the nonsense for that period of time and that's what allows you to rebuild with whatever you're trying to rebuild with and you're just at your core self like you said it's your humble uh uh you're 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 rebuilding at that point yeah you know? and without the ego being involved what do you and think, Amelia? Well, I think I've been thinking a lot of this the, about this a lot lately from the my the stuff I've been writing on my blog with like kind of exploring like what happened to punk rock. And I think <laughs> what has kind of made a lot of more mainstream music so boring is that a lot I'm not a musician, I'm just a fan. But to me, it seems like better art comes from struggle, and that's and so I think if you look at a lot of the more traditional quality, good art, it was people that, that were struggling. And so if there's, if there's all this obsession with safety and things like that, then it kind of washes away anything being good. So it's almost, I mean, it seems like a blessing to be canceled because one, it humbles you and makes you stronger. And then two, like you're free, like you don't yeah. have to worry anymore. Like it's, you did it. Like, it's just, it's true. Uphill. You can write songs like Mass Formation Blues. It's like, but then again, I also think like, oh no, this is going to be our second release. 
And I don't want people to think they're all going to be like towards this because there's so many songs that aren't. So this is my way of selling it to the people like, hey, keep, <laughs> listen to the next one, too, because it won't be about this. It'll just be a good old tune. You know, we still do those. It's not like we we're obsessed. But it is true, though. That's a good point about what happened to punk rock and, and good music coming from struggle. But you do have to survive the, these times, the, these seasons of like. But it, it, it is biblical, this stuff. I mean, when you like look at the stories of the Bible, they're almost always of like people going through massive hardships. We went to church today and it was like they were talking about even even Jesus needed to get um, only got obedient through suffering. And that was Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah like, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. So what chance do us normal people have? If it's not through suffering, that is how you become obedient to, um, it, you know, to God or whatever, or your higher self, however you want to frame it. But th that's how you escape your ego, because your ego through like good times and money and fancy situations just keeps bolstering up. And then you don't have any reason to go to your knees and go, please help me get right, through this, right, please. Right. You know what I mean? Like, please show me the way, you know. So we humans can be too irresponsible if they're uh too confident in, in, yeah. their, in their ego they're too irresponsible we'll self-destruct if we're not humbled yeah. and uh and getting back to the the needs of life and the um, necessities yeah yeah yeah, I wouldn't uh, mind some times like that though, right about now though. Just some big old times with like <laughs> Hey, I wouldn't mind some cocky rock and roll attitude. I wouldn't mind some cocky life. rock and roll attitude for a minute. <laughs> Be kind of nice for a week or so. Fantastic you know? for a couple of months. Go ahead. Go ahead. God test me on that one. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So what, it's what funny, else? Man. It, speaking of that rock and roll, like, you know, uh, going back to the genres of music and stuff like that, like, you know, let's look at like old school country and, and the old rock and roll gods and the punk rock um, dudes. Like there's a spirit in all of the legends, you know, it's like, you know, Bob Dylan, whatever genre you want to call him, you know, he had rock and roll energy coursing through his blood, you know, and mm -hmm. like whether it was folk music or not, right. he had rock and roll energy. That's why he was different than a Joan Baez, you know, right. That's like true. Johnny Cash, country music, man. He was right. He had rock and roll coursing through his blood, you know, punk rock. Like there's a spirit um, in that. Yeah. And it is true. pure like that rock and roll spirit is an edgy pureness. I can't explain what it is, but it's, it's a lot of ego in there, but, um, but there's a toughness and there's a, there's a edge. There's a confidence that's um, only few have, you know, in, in well, the business. There's courage. And, oh, there's courage. Yeah. 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 Good one. Yeah. Good way to put it. And plus those people all went through hard seasons. They went through seasons where it seemed like it was all going to go away. All of them. I mean, Johnny Cash is famous for that with his struggles yeah. with amphetamines and whatnot and his career bottoming out and then coming back. Same with Bob Dylan. He stopped touring for five years. You know, even John Lennon stopped touring for a while. So it's it's sure. OK to have seasons where it all goes away and then you bring it back. You know, you have to fight to get it back. But once you do, 
I think you view it with more appreciation. But so, Camille, talk about your blog, because your blog was a big inspiration to this podcast. When we first started, Camille said, hey, I want to um, blog about this whole thing we're doing. Is that cool? And I was like, absolutely. That's a great idea. And then from there, it was like, oh, let's do a podcast as well. So this podcast is kind of an outstretch of that. So talk about your blog and tell people where to find it. Yeah, so I have a blog called Music for All, and it's at musicforall.club. Um, and I originally started it to try to help find um, different venues for musicians to play restriction-free tours, but then that was just impossible. So I kind of gave up on that and focused on just like fostering musicians who are willing to stand up against censorship and restrictions. And so I'm doing interviews and then I'm doing tutorials about how to do like music industry related type things. Um, and so I've been documenting what Joseph and I are doing as we put out music, like more of the, um, like how we're using different software and just more like in detail descriptions of what we're doing to hopefully help others, um, just encourage others to do the same. And yeah, it's great. I'm very happy to be working with y'all. Yeah, well, I'm it. blessed. I'm blessed to be working with you. You're an amazing spirit and energy. And your boyfriend, Andrew's the mixing and I mean, the mastering engineer, Lance has been helping I mean, Grady has been helping me with the mixes, giving me feedback and stuff. And um, yeah, also, depending on how how well this goes for us, if we if we, you know, be, form of a method of doing this that really it just works, then we want to ultimately bridge it out into other artists you know that's the idea too it's just like the whole thing create a community of people that can help each other get over their their creative hurdles as well i mean there's this idea we have is pretty wide ranging and at one point we kind of got overwhelmed and paused because we wanted to do so many things so we had to go oh let's just actually focus on doing a couple things and then we'll build it up as we go or build it out as we go but we have a kind of a broad-based idea about it so all right and uh this this particular podcast has a time limit because we're go we're letting this we're letting zoom time limit dictate our uh that's you know, good give us, give us parameters so we got four minutes left grady tell tell the folks about how they can find you all that you're doing and everything like that and thank you oh, for coming on knockout episode uh, two you'll i be appreciate a regular. you guys I You're appreciate gonna be you guys invite me on, man. Uh, dude, this it. ain't the first. This is the first of many. So go ahead. Tell good, the folks good. how to find you. You can find me at GradyHoss.com. Uh, I'm, 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 I've been bad with, up, up, you know, updating my website. Everybody always goes to the, we the all social are, dude. media, the Instagrams <laughs> and the Facebook. I focus on that stuff. But like, you know, all the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Spotify's, you can find me on there. Um, I do my best to, you know, update. I'm just now starting to get back into live mode. Um, once this record comes out um, and again it's Grady Hoss G-R-A-D-Y-H-O-S-S and um, yeah man I appreciate you guys bringing me on and we'll be in Nashville in September September 14th and 17th at five spot on the 14th and D's Country Lounge on the 17th come on out it should be fun and you're playing one of my favorite places on the planet, Toto Santos, in January, in January. right? I don't know the date yet, but I can't well, wait. To do it's that. January, but so it's January sometime. Far off. You'll be back on this Near podcast my birthday. B b before then. What are you going to be? Thirty-five. Again? Uh, Thirty-six. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, I'm going to shave my face like you and I'll go back to 19 again. I know it got me all yeah. young looking. It like <laughs> I did it for the video. I had like my old man gray stuff coming in. I'm like, and like uh, Grady's like, it's got to be real Bowie glam. And I'm like, I better shave, man. Is there I make a razor here? He went into Barb's bathroom, <laughs> grabbed a razor. Like, Spe speaking of rock I'm and roll spirit, man, you pulled that right out yesterday, man. <laughs> you pulled that one right out. It should be Camelia, fun. Should... Nice to meet you, by the way. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. yeah Camelia, nice thank you. you for coming on again and for doing it. Thank you for all your help. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, Mass Formation Blues is coming out. The first song uh, was The Knockout, and it's out, too. So thanks for supporting us on Bandcamp. We're going to get Patreon set up. And, uh, yeah, we're going to just keep going with this independent spirit. All right, Camelia, you got any final thoughts before we close episode two out? No, except people can now subscribe to your mailing list on oh, josepharthur.com yeah. if they want to, and then I will send them email updates. All right. There we go, where, man. Where can I find this on YouTube real quick? Hmm. What's the, what's the, where can I find this I on YouTube? Joseph Arthur YouTube. Okay. Right? Just Joseph Arthur. Good. Main YouTube channel. I mean, we'll probably do uh, our own youtube channel as well eventually but again it's like the idea is just get going and then get good you know for your okay. own creative projects you know that's what we're doing we don't have everything lined up we don't know what we're doing we're making sure. this up as we go along the podcast that's how every, you have to do it every bit of it if you like try to get it all completely dialed in before you do it it's just overwhelming you kind of have to hit the ground running you know and figure just, it out as you go Figure it out as you go and and watch how your creative action will attract in other spirits that help you. And then especially if you're coming with the attitude of uh, helping other people, I think that's important. Is having having that spirit. And that's the spirit we're trying to facilitate here. But anyway, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the podcast. We'll see you again next week. And God bless, man. Keep rocking in the free world. Keep on rocking in the free world. Oops. Never Cheers, mind. Guys. Let's not bring Cheers. that up. Like. Don't bring that up right now. <laughs> Keep on. It's still a great jam. That's an hour episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be on the Rumble channel. All right, everybody. God bless and good night and have a good one. See you guys.